Welcome to Life Planning 101, brought to you by Kennedy Financial Services of Eastland. Tune in every Monday morning at 8.30 on KATX and KWBY, and again on Saturday morning at 9 on KATX and KWBY, as Angela Robinson joins Terry Slavens to share important financial information to help you live life on purpose. Insurance, investments, estate and tax planning, and much more. All covered now on Life Planning 101. Good morning, Blaney Hodges sitting in for Terry Slavens this marvelous Monday morning. Um, we've got Angela Robinson, of course, on the phone with us this week. Not able to make it in office, but still able to get in touch with us, which we so look forward to every Monday. And I believe she's got a special guest with her this week. Yes, a very special guest who I've been excited about for months now to come on our show. In fact, uh, this gentleman, I, I met him, uh, I guess, back in September, early October, and uh, I just he gave a presentation at a conference I was at, and I had a chance to speak with him afterwards and uh, tell him that we had done a similar talking point show earlier in the year, and he offered to come on Life Planning 101. And, uh, you know, after reading more into his bio and everything else, we are just truly honored to be able to have this gentleman here. Mr. Ida Walney is his name. Thank you for being with us, Mr. Walney. Thanks for having me, Angela. Absolutely. And... Uh, just to let you know a little bit about Mr. Walney, he's actually an attorney. I say that. I uh, don't hold it against him. I, I loved when I got on his website, one of the first things I saw was this video that said, most people do not like lawyers. And we understand. So uh, it, it fits very well because he truly is a man that, you know, understands people's deep desires and what they're trying to accomplish. And his focus, his practice is on estate planning and asset protection business succession planning, trust administration, all those things that we talk about all the time. And, you know, he's been around other advisors like ourselves uh, as a national speaker, an author, uh, a commentator. You know, he founded his own law firm just by way of, uh, you know, trial and error of working through the system and and being what he calls on the other side of the table, uh, having to use attorneys and understanding what, I guess you could say, good and bad and, and ugly there is involved with that. And, you know, one of the things that I, I loved as I read his biography was uh, he's also very philanthropic. And, um, you know, that's something that, of course, hits, hits our hearts, and it's great during this time of year. And uh, he has tons of I, – I don't even think I could read all of these, Mr. Walney, you know, how many uh, awards you've been recognized over the, over the years and um, how prestigious each of these are. But I encourage you, for sake of time, to be able to go to walneylegal.com and uh, be able to do some research into Mr. Walney if uh, state planning is in your future because uh, this is amazing what he's been able to do and accomplish in, in really just a short period of time. 2001 is when you got your law degree is what I saw. So uh, very, yeah, very exciting. And what he's here to talk to us about today, if you remember... Uh, we had a radio show we did, I mean, I think it was like January. Do you really want to die like a celebrity? This <laughs> what we called that radio show. And, of course, what sparked our conversation was the fact that he presented the top ten estate planning lessons from recently deceased celebrities uh, when we were, were able to meet at the end of September. And, you know, he just added more fluidity, uh, more uh, content and gumption, so to speak, to, to what we've already provided our listeners. So I am so excited for you to be here today 
and be able to basically reiterate to our listeners what great information I got to hear back in September. So uh, without further ado, I'll go ahead and just let you uh, take off, Mr. Walney, where you want to and how you want to in regard to these great bits and pieces of advice. Thanks. I, I really appreciate that, and thanks again for having me on the show. It's flattering to be here. You know, I, I think the cool thing about celebrities is that, you know, they're all a part of our collective lives. You know, I don't know who all of your personal friends are, Angela, but I probably can think of some celebrities that we may share in common, and, and we look at them in a way that's very special and, and dear to us. You know, they, they entertain us. They're in our living rooms. They are the music that we listen to when we're down. They're the music that we listen to when we're happy. They're the sports celebrities that entertain us on the field, or, or we can all get mad at when the team isn't doing well. And so even though celebrities are really just normal, regular people and even started from the same places that we all did, um, we look at them in a, in a much different light. Uh, and we can all relate to them in a special way that we can't relate to just what I would call, you know, normal clients who, who come in and talk to me off the streets or off different means. They're just different, or they, look, they feel and look different to us. But at the end of the day, they're normal people, and they have the same estate planning problems that all the rest of us do. And as a result of that, they also make the same estate planning mistakes that the rest of us do. And so I think it's, it's kind of fun looking at the issues that a lot of these celebrities and athletes have um, because we can relate to them differently. Now, sometimes the numbers are different, and sometimes the kinds of problems that they have are of a slightly different nature than what an average client would have. But at the end of the day, the nature that they're having, uh, whether it's family or taxes uh, or not planning at all or improperly, these are the same mistakes that all the rest of us make. And so when we talk about celebrity estate planning issues, they're just a little bit more relatable than when I talk about, you know, John Smith's problems. Exactly. And, you know, um, we always talk about in our business that obviously we go to tons of schools, and you're the same way, go to tons of schools, uh, keep learning. We keep educating ourselves. But, you know, a lot of wisdom is just found in other people's experiences. And that's what's so uh, amazing, I think, about this uh, presentation and why I'm so excited for our our listeners to be able to hear these lessons is that, you know, we can choose to learn from our own mistakes or we can choose to learn from someone else's. And I think the latter sounds a lot better. Oh, always, always um, better to learn from someone else's mistakes. Absolutely. Well, we're going to take a quick break, but we don't want you to miss today's segment, the top estate planning lessons to be learned from celebrities with Mr. Ida Walney right here on Life Planning 101. Welcome, welcome, welcome back in. Life Planning 101 right here on KATX KWBY. Second segment here um, talking about, well, celebrities in a sense, but of course estate planning, always topic of conversation. Blaney, we, we appreciate you making an introduction into the show. And without further ado, as we promised before the break, Mr. Ida Walney talking about the top estate planning lessons. We just jump right in and tell us what we don't need to do. You know, I think the biggest mistake that normal people make, and it's the same mistake that celebrities and athletes make, um, is to simply not do planning. So, you know, nothing is worse than not doing anything. And, and with my clients, I know that statistically about 60% of the U.S. population is done no estate planning at all, none. Um, and that doesn't mean just doing a will. It means, you know, not having your powers of attorney in place 
not having guardianship in place for minor children. Well, celebrities aren't immune from those sorts of problems either. And, and sometimes, you know, they're more concerned about, you know, what it means to do planning because it's, uh, it's a recognition that you may die at some point. It's, it's having to take stock of the assets that you've got. And for some celebrities, maybe those are pretty complicated. But then you run into situations, and probably the best example of this is Prince. When he died a few years ago, he dies with no estate plan at all. And so what ensues is a very complicated administration of his estate where heirs start to come out of the woodwork because he dies with no children and unmarried. And so everybody's trying to claim that they're related to him because if you can claim <laughs> that you're related to Prince, now you're an heir to Prince's fortune. But he's got a massive back catalog of both published and unpublished music. There's a fight to see who's going to control that catalog. You know, in not doing the planning, you really leave that administration after you pass to chance. Uh, who's going to administer the estate? Who's going to be an heir to your estate? And, you know, in Prince's case, it, it means a lot. But even to normal people, it, it's a matter of who's going to be the guardian for your kids? Who's going to manage your affairs when you're gone? Who's going to sell the house? Who's going to get this thing or that thing? And so I would say that the biggest mistake that celebrities and normal people make not any planning at all. Right. And you know what's so ironic about that is this, I think of a, a lot like life insurance. You know, you, you buy life insurance because you love someone else, right? The same says true with a lot of your state plans. Not all of it, but a lot of it. You want to put your family through undue stress. And if you don't, estate planning, right? You've got to have it. Absolutely. And remember, estate planning doesn't just mean what's going to happen after you die. In fact, I always look at the most practical documents that we prepare for our clients as basic things like powers of attorney, financial powers of attorney, health care powers of attorney, even HIPAA documents. These are documents that all have effect on you during your lifetime. In fact, I've used my own durable powers of attorney just for practical benefit of when we were buying our house. And so, you know, it, it doesn't necessarily have to be a, a morbid process. Um, it's something that's very practical, very helpful, and a good attorney is going to explain that to you, and, and hopefully, even if you're a celebrity, explain it to them as well. <laughs> that's right. So number one, get some documents. Get some help, get some documents. Absolutely. Get some documents. And then the next thing is, you know, just because you've uh, had documents prepared doesn't mean that you can set it and forget it. You know, documents need to be reviewed about every three to five years because people's family situations change, the laws change, your financial status may change, you may get divorced, you may get married. And, of course, when we look at celebrities, uh, that happens all the time. And so we've got great examples like Keith Ledger, who uh, has a child and, and isn't married to his child's mom, uh, Michelle Williams, who's also a celebrity in her own right. You know, he dies, uh, and Heath Ledger, of course, famous for uh, being an actor, broke back mountain, and he's the Joker. He dies uh, in 2008 with the will, a three-page will that he had done in 2003 uh, before he had a child. And so you've got situations like that where the documents need to be reviewed, need to be updated. You've got to really take stock of your family situation because that changes over time. And, you know, maybe celebrities get divorced a little bit more often than, than the average population, but people's lives simply evolve. And so you've got to take stock of that situation. And, you know, kudos for getting the estate plan done in the first place, but those documents are not 
uh, chicken roasters. You can't set it and forget it. You've got to be able to review those documents every so often and make sure that they're still current. You know, the people that you've named, have they passed away? Do you still talk to them? You've got to make sure that those documents are up to date. And there are plenty of examples of celebrities who've also made that mistake. Yeah, you know, it's interesting you say that. This year I had to go update my documents. I was just wanting to make one change in things. And um, I have a great attorney, obviously, which helps just like you, someone that's on, you know, really involved with their client's lives. And uh, he said, oh, by the way, do you want to look at this? And so I didn't read the document. I did, I did exactly what we're not supposed to do. I didn't actually review my document. I just knew one thing in there I needed to change. And yep. after review, there was actually three or four things that needed to be changed. So it is yeah. important. We encourage people to go back and read those every few years and make sure it's still what you want. You know, what I tell clients is if you have estate planning documents and you can't sit down and read them and understand what it is that's in front of you, then what are the chances that your personal representative or executor or your trustee or your agents, when you pass or you're incapacitated, what are the odds that they're going to be able to grab those documents and understand what they're supposed to do? So in my opinion, if you can't, as the client who's sitting down with the attorney, sit down and read those documents and really have a pretty firm grasp of what's going on, then someone's not drafting good documents for you. Mm. I've never heard it put that way, but that I like because, you know, one of the things the service we provide for clients is mapping out what is actually written in a document and, you know, taking that to the attorney, verifying it, make sure this is, this is what it is so it's what the client really wants. But I think you just hit the nail on the head. If you can't understand it in the first place, that's going to be a lot of problems for a lot of people. These are, supposed, these are supposed to be practical, useful documents. You know, this isn't complicated litigation. This isn't a merger between IBM and Apple where you may not understand anything going on. These are supposed to be practical documents, and if you can't read them and understand them, they're not serving their practical purpose for you. Wow. Okay. Well, good. well I think that leads you right into that next one that I'm sitting here looking at, which Mr. Robin Williams had an issue yeah. Robin Williams, fantastic example of, you know, fairly complicated family situation that ends up going awry. So Robin Williams, obviously, a uh, well-known funny man, just a, a fantastic comedian, passes away in 2015 after a, a string of health issues. But, he, you know, at the time of his death, he's married to his third wife. Uh, he's got a number of properties. Uh, he's got children from a previous marriage. And so... You have that typical situation where when Robin was alive, he was the one who kept the peace between his current wife and his kids. But once Robin passes away, tensions start to simmer a little bit because the peacemaker is no longer around to, to keep the peace, and some problems start to come up. Now, the interesting thing about Robin is he had hired some very good attorneys, and he had an excellent, excellent estate plan. Robin was one of the first uh, celebrities to deal with his own marketing rights in his estate planning documents. So there's some controversy about uh, people's images being used after their death, uh, whether it's you know, in commercials or whatnot. So Robin has a clause in his estate planning documents that says that for 30 years, his likeness can't be used in any kind of commercial use for any reason. And so that's pretty forward thinking. Now, what Robin does in his documents is, also a fairly common issue, is one of Robin's estates was left to his uh, third wife, Susan, 
but all of his personal property, his tangible personal property, and Robin had all sorts of stuff, collections. Uh, he collected bikes and he collected watches. He had all sorts of nice collections. He leaves all of that to his kids. So a fight ensues between Robin's kids and his wife, Susan, because the estate planning documents seem to indicate that Susan gets the house, but not necessarily all the things in the house. So the kids start to argue that Susan gets a gigantic, multi-million dollar house that is empty. And of course, she argues that that's not at all what Robin's intentions were. Uh, he wouldn't have left me a house without so much of a coffee maker in it. And wow. you know, this results in the parties having to go to court. Now, that clause where tangible personal property, your stuff, is left to someone or left to a group of people is not uncommon. But what, what the issue here was is notwithstanding some really good planning, there was a practical disconnect between the intention to leave Susan a place to live, in a, you know, the place that the home that she had shared with her husband, and right. leaving stuff to the kids. There wasn't an accommodation for the stuff inside the house. And so, if, you know, when you start to dig into the actual words of the document, there's enough to fight over. And if the parties already have some personal issues between them, if there's a fight to be had, a fight shall be had. And that's what happened. So there's a happy ending here because the parties end up reaching a settlement. But, you know, it's a little bit unhappy because, you know, notwithstanding some, some good intentions and, and a willingness to do planning, Robin leaves a situation where his, his now wife and kids end up in court together, and that's never a good result. No, it's the exact opposite of everything. He, he worked so hard to make sure it wouldn't happen. So Absolutely. We have more lessons to learn from celebrities right here on Life Planning 101. When we come back, you don't want to miss it. We're going to take a quick break, so stay tuned. Welcome back in. Final segment this morning here, uh, Angela Robinson. Y'all just y'all hit, hit the ground running with it. Yes, we have Mr. Eden Walney with Walney Legal Group here to talk to us about celebrity estate lessons. And we would be amiss if we were not to bring up one of the most infamous of all, Mr. Michael Jackson. So, Mr. Walney, we'll just let you run with that name. Yeah, Michael Jackson, I mean, he's a divisive character. People either love him or hate him. I take no opinion. I'm only interested in his <laughs> estate plan. You know, That's I think the interesting thing about Michael Jackson in life, just as in fact, is the more you learn about what happened, the more interesting and crazy the details are. So, you know, he lived a very interesting life, uh, and he had a very interesting estate plan. So Michael Jackson does die with an estate plan, which is great, but he died with the kind of estate plan that you or I or probably 90% of the audience would be an appropriate candidate for, just a very basic revocable trust-based estate plan. So that's great for most people, but what that didn't take into account was you know, tens of millions, if not hundreds of millions of dollars worth of assets. I mean, he's got a massive, obviously, music catalog. He's got the Neverland Ranch and all the things that go along with that. He's got a very basic estate plan. Now, the big mistake that he makes, aside from having an overly simplified estate plan, is that he never gets around to actually funding his trust, meaning assets were never put into this basic trust in order for the trust to get the kind of administration that you want out of it. So Michael Jackson's estate, and, and part of the reason uh, a lot of what's happened to him has been done in the public eye, is that he winds up in probate, and all of his assets have to be publicly administered, where people and news and, and fans can see what he had and where it's going and how things were planned. 
The other interesting thing is that you know, I, I wonder to myself, how does a celebrity like Michael Jackson have an estate plan like that? And it turns out that Michael Jackson, while he did have an estate plan, didn't go to an estate planning attorney to get that done. The attorney who did Michael Jackson's estate plan was his um, music rights attorney. So oh, wow. the guy at his record label who's dealing with music rights uh, is the guy who ends up drafting his estate planning documents, names himself as the trustee. Uh, and so the guy who probably made a lot of money uh, off Michael Jackson helping him with his music rights during life uh, is certainly making probably a nice amount of money, too, administering the estate now. And to me, there's some conflict of interest issues there. You know, I let everybody deal with their own conflict of interest, how they see fit. But to me, I, I always want to make sure that appropriate people are seated in the appropriate place. I always think it's good to have an expert in the field working on estate planning documents. You know, even though some people may think it's easier, I can hop online and just do it myself. The problem is that people just don't know what they don't know. You don't know what's complicated. You don't know what your options are. You know, Michael Jackson certainly didn't, and he relied on the advisors around him, and uh, he ends up in a pretty bad place. So kudos for getting a plan, but unfortunately it was not a very well-done plan for Michael Jackson, and, and it results in his whole estate getting uh, viewed in the public eye. Right. You know, there's a Guinean proverb, knowledge without wisdom is like water in the sand. You know, anybody in their profession working out there without their expertise may have the knowledge from law school, so to speak, but the wisdom isn't there to be able to make sure things are executed appropriately. And I think that's uh, so powerful. That's so true. You know, knowing where to tap that hammer exactly to make that, that thing work is, is it's so, so important. And what better way to be able to end the show? I know we've just got about a minute left, but a Supreme Court justice who, himself who made the list. Yeah, Warren Berger. So Supreme Court Justice Warren Berger dies in 1995. He's got an estate of just under $2 million. And what he ended up doing, because he's a lawyer, so why not? He drafts his own will. And unfortunately, his will is 76 words long. It's full of typos. It doesn't name an executor. Uh, and it generally fails to, to address any of the issues that a professional estate planner uh, would draft in estate planning documents. And so, you know, even... A justice on the U.S. Supreme Court makes the same kinds of mistakes that normal people do, you know, especially in the age of technology where you can hop online and do research and try to figure things out and be your own lawyer. I still think that notwithstanding the resources available to celebrities and normal people alike, it's always good to have an expert in the field who you can ask questions of, who knows what they're doing, who's done this before, because at the end of the day, you're only going to pass one, and when that happens, you want to make sure you've got good documents that are going to accomplish the objectives that you set out to do. You only get one shot at this, and you want it to be done properly. <laughs> that's, that's exactly right. There's no defibrillators for your estate planning. Mr. Walney, we thank you so much for being on the show today. You know, uh, Will Rogers is famous for saying, never miss a good chance to shut up. And when I think about estate planning, I think that's exactly where people need to be, is they need to be seeking expert legal counsel, because there is just so many things involved and so many mistakes can be made, just the tiniest of things. And so it's extremely important that you're working with someone that is uh, specified to be able to do this. And we truly appreciate you. Again, if you want to know more about Mr. Ida Walney, you can visit Walney Legal Group online. It's walneylegal.com. And also, we're going to be featuring him in our newsletter this week, so you can always sign up for our newsletter, kennedy-financial.com. I want to thank everyone for listening to the show this week, and 
God bless you. And make sure you don't miss next week's show. We have another guest speaker. It is a very special December right here on Life Planning 101. Thank you for joining us for Life Planning 101. Brought to you by Kennedy Financial Services of Eastland. Tune in every Monday morning at 8.30 on KATX and KWBY. And again on Saturday morning at 9 o'clock on KATX and KWBY for more Life Planning 101. Advisory services offered through Smart Money Group, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Securities offered through Calton & Associates Incorporated, member FINRA SIPC. Kennedy Financial Services Incorporated is an independent of Calton & Associates Incorporated and Smart Money Group, LLC.